0: This episode of the NPTE Clinical Files is brought to you by the NPTE Test Strategy Playbook. Hey, PTs, is your PEAT score less than 75%? And if it is, when you review your practice exams, do you find several questions that you had the knowledge to, but you still got the question wrong? Listen, you're not alone, and you might have a test-taking strategy problem. You need to visit DestroyTheNPTE.com to find out how you can stop getting questions wrong about the topics that you know. Visit DestroyTheNPTE.com. You are now tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files, two mock MPTE-based questions told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPTE Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPTE Prep Success Coaching Program. And if you would like a free cheat sheet that goes along with this specific question, tune in to the end of this episode, and I'm going to give you more information on how to get that. All right, so for our next MPT clinical file, we have our patient Monty, and Monty presents with a recent middle cerebral artery, or MCA, stroke and significant right upper extremity spasticity, but can perform some motions out of synergy. The therapist would like to continue improving the patient's mobility and activation of the muscles out of synergy. Which of the following is the best intervention to address the current impairment? So we have A, lift pattern with right arm leading, B, bilateral PNF upper extremity D2 extension, C, chop pattern with left arm leading, and D is rhythmic rotation in sideline position. All right, so when we go up to the top, we see Monty presents with a recent MCA stroke and significant right upper extremity spasticity. Now, I'll tell you a little secret right now. That is that you need to be prepared for the middle cerebral artery stroke on the amputee. Why? It's the most common stroke that a person can get, all right? So the MCA stroke, we need to know a bit about that. We know that MCA strokes affect the contralateral limb. right, the contralateral upper extremity more so than the lower extremity. So that's the reason why we see right upper extremity spasticity. Okay, so we know that our patient has right upper extremity spasticity. Now, it says, but can perform some motions out of synergy. So before we move down the question, I need to say this. I need to say that you have to understand what Brunstrom stages are as well when it comes down to this topic. And the Brunstrom stages are how we grade a patient's progression as they get better, as they start to recover from uh, a stroke. And so our patient right now is having some motions out of synergy or starting to have that. And therefore, we know that our patient is at a Brunstrom stage four, which is characterized as a patient who has spasticity that is decreasing and is starting to demonstrate some motions out of synergy. So right now, we have a patient who has a middle cerebral artery stroke, right upper extremity spasticity, and who is at a Brunstrom stage four. Let's continue down. It says the therapist would like to continue improving the patient's mobility and activation of muscles out of synergy. You need to slow up here for a second because this is really important. It says the therapist would like to continue improving the patient's mobility and Here's the key, activation of the muscles out of synergy. Remember, we're trying to activate these muscles. We're not only trying to improve mobility, but we're trying to activate the muscles out of synergy. So the question stem, the last statement of the question says, which of the following is the best intervention now to address the current impairment? So we have A, lift pattern with right arm leading, B, which is bilateral PNF, upper extremity D2 extension, C is chop pattern with left arm leading, and D is the rhythmic rotation in sideline position. All right, now before we start to get in and start dissecting these, I need to tell you one thing, and that is you have to understand really what a synergy is, right? And synergies are just a group of muscles that work together for purposeful movement. Again, I'll say that. A synergy is a group of muscles that work together for some purposeful motion. All right, they all work together. And so that could be something like shoulder adduction, elbow flexion, right? Those go together. Also, you can get shoulder internal rotation. You get forearm pronation. You get wrist flexion and finger flexion. All those go into a synergy pattern, also known as the flexor synergy, all right? And then there's also gonna be an extensor synergy pattern as well. That has a different group of positions, okay? But if we look up at the question. Before we start dissecting these answer choices, if we look up at the question, it does not say that our patient has a flexor synergy or an extensor synergy. And so what do I use? Like, how do I get this patient out of synergy if I don't even know what the synergy is? And so what I want to do is I want to expose you right now to a major concept that can help you to get your questions right on the MPT. It's how I get a lot of my questions right. And it is this term called dominant components. You have to know the dominant components of the synergy. And so for this picture, since they don't tell me it's flexor or extensor, I know that the dominant components, though, in all situations, the dominant components are elbow flexion. Write this down. Elbow flexion forearm pronation, and shoulder adduction. All right, those are the three dominant components of an upper extremity synergy. So it doesn't matter whether they have flexor or extensor, those are the ones that are dominant. And guess what? That information right there is now going to tell me the position that I need to move away from. I need to move away from elbow flexion. I need to move away from shoulder adduction. I need to move away from forearm pronation. So all I need to do is pick one of these answer choices that is going to pull my patient out of that position into elbow extension, forearm supination, and shoulder abduction. That's what I'm looking for, all right? So now let's look at our answer choices. A says a lift pattern, also known as D2 flexion with right arm leading. Let me repeat that again. Lift pattern, also known as D2 flexion, with right arm leading. Okay, so let's break this up real quick. Like we said, the lift pattern was was D2 flexion. Let's think about the motions that we're moving into with that one. So we're moving into a shoulder abduction. So I like that, that's good. We're also moving into external rotation of the shoulder. We're moving into flexion of the shoulder. We're moving into extension of the elbow. We're moving into supination of the forearm wrist and finger extension as well. Listen, this pattern right here, the lift pattern is definitely something that I would want. Why? Because our patient right now is in that dominant component, right? They're in elbow flexion, forearm pronation, shoulder adduction. Well, the lift pattern is going to bring them out of that position. I love it. That's called out of synergy. That's perfect but we have to make sure that the entire answer is true because it says lift pattern with right arm leading. Well, what does right arm leading mean? Slow up your car. You might need to put the hazard lights on and pull off to the side and think about this. What does right arm leading mean? When it says right arm leading, that means that the right arm is the one that's leading you into the direction of the lift pattern, all right? So A says lift pattern with right arm leading. Well, the right arm is leading you into the lift pattern. So the right arm is the one who's really doing that D2 flexion or that lift pattern. And that's exactly what I want. Now, if it said lift pattern with left arm leading, I wouldn't want that. All right, I wouldn't want that necessarily because that means that the left arm is the one that's going into the lift pattern, not the right arm, okay? And so right now, I love A. Why? Because the right arm, the one with the spasticity, is the one that's going into a position out of synergy. I love A, all right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best answer. It's the right answer. Let's look at B. B says bilateral PNF, upper extremity, D to extension. All right, so first things first, it says bilateral, both arms are doing it. Now, I I really don't like this answer already, and let me tell you why. I don't like it because our patient is just now moving out of synergy they don't have a lot of control they're not going to have a lot of muscle strength so it's going to be really hard for them to do this activity by themselves you know using the right arm by itself and the left arm by itself it's going to be very difficult for them to do that and so they're going to need the help of the left upper extremity to assist them with moving into the motion all right so doing it bilaterally i don't like that the patient is going to need some assistance. So B is already an answer that I don't like, but let's look at the rest of the answer. It says PNF, upper extremity, D2 extension. Well, all we need to do is look at what is D2 extension. What's the position that we're moving into? So let me tell you that. Let's slow up. That's going to be moving into a relative shoulder extended position, shoulder A deduction, which I do not like. If you remember those dominant components, it's also going to move them into forearm pronation, which I do not like. Remember, forearm pronation is a part of the dominant components. So you can see here that PNF upper extremity D2 extension is putting my patient into shoulder adduction, forearm pronation, and those are positions that I do not want to put the patient in. Why? They're moving in synergy. And therefore, B should be eliminated here. Let's look at C. C says a chop pattern now with the left arm leading. Just like for every one of these answer choices, we just need to break it up and look at what position is the patient moving into. All right. It says chop pattern with left arm leading. That means that the left arm is actually going to be moving into a D1 extension. All right. And so that's something that visually it would be great if you were actually doing this with me, that your left arm is going into a D1 extension pattern. But since the left arm is leading, what position is the right arm going into then? The left arm is the one that's going into the chop pattern. What is the position of the right arm? Well, if you really look at it and you really follow the right arm across the body, you're going to find that Ooh, the right arm is actually going into a D2 extension. Holy crap. Well, we don't want that because if the right arm goes into D2 extension, that's the same thing as B, right? It's still moving into shoulder A deduction. It's moving into forearm pronation. Those two positions are in synergy. We do not want it. And therefore, we can eliminate C. Lastly, we have D, which is rhythmic rotation in a side-lying position. Now, with this one, I really don't like the D answer. And the reason being is that rhythmic rotation is a great exercise for spasticity, rigidity, uh, hypertonia. It's great. However, it is a passive intervention. It's when we're trying to rotate their trunk in a rhythmical way, typically in side-lying. All right. But it's our way of trying to decrease spasticity through passive motion. Now, does it not say in the question that therapist would like to continue improving the patient's mobility and activation of the muscles out of synergy? All right. And so D doesn't answer the question. D is a passive activity. It's not active. It's not active assistive. And therefore, we're not activating the muscles out of synergy. D is incorrect. If you got this question correct, congratulations. Very tough to go through these PNF patterns and, and understand which way is which and which arm is leading and so forth. I understand that. So congratulations to those of you who got it correct. If you didn't, if you chose possibly C, I completely understand. This is a very difficult question, but there are secret strategies that you can use to get these types of questions right every single time. And so what I've done is I've made a free cheat sheet that has the exact steps that you need to take to get these types of questions correct on your MPTE. You can find the link to download that in the show notes on iTunes. I wanna thank you for tuning in to this episode of the MPT Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPT Prep Coach. And as always, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you on the next one. This episode of the NPTE Clinical Files is brought to you by the NPTE Test Strategy Playbook. If you are constantly getting down to the final two answers but always seem to select the wrong one, visit DestroyTheNPTE.com to learn how to get down to the final answer fast.